0: Together, we will work to honor our mind, body, and soul through holistic wellness. I am so pumped we are on this journey together. Let's dive in. All right, here we go. Yep, you read the title of this episode right. We are focusing on colonoscopy 101, baby, in this episode. You know it, because I am in the thick of it right now. Uh, When I am recording this episode, I am actually... One day out from having my colonoscopy procedure, this is not the first time that I've had a colonoscopy. I've actually had it one time prior to this um It is nothing that you um wish to do right it's it's no one ever wants to do this um and no one ever enjoys going through the process it's uh It's pretty depressing, as my dad put it um It it, it's pretty uh, yeah it's pretty depressing, I think it's the best way to describe it. But um, I I thought that it would be valuable for me to share, um, you know, why one does a colonoscopy, Um, and so I just figured I would I would share that, Um, and uh, and so yeah. So today's episode is going to be focused on what is a colonoscopy, uh, why do you do it. We're also going to talk about what the prep is like and then how how long is the procedure, how long is the process. So we'll we'll tackle all of those things today. Um, So before we get into that, though, I really want to talk about the prevalence of um, colon cancer because if you didn't know, my mom actually was diagnosed with colon cancer back in 2011. Uh, she unfortunately passed in 2012 from it. She, at the time of her diagnosis was at stage four. Uh, she had never had a colonoscopy done and she was 53 at the time that she, um, that she was diagnosed. Um, and so, yeah, so I I just, I think it's an important thing that I mentioned that, you know, you definitely should be getting a colonoscopy. Um, when you are of age, it used to be, uh, you know, they would. They said at 50, um, you should start getting a colonoscopy. But now, because it's so very prevalent, um, they're, you know, they're suggesting, doctors are suggesting that you get them, you get a colonoscopy done even earlier, as, as early as age 40. Um, now, the reason why I had my colonoscopy um, back when I was, gosh, I guess, you know, I'm 31. I think it was maybe when I was uh, trying to do the math, 25. I think I was 25 perhaps when I had my last colonoscopy, 24, 25. Um, and, uh, yeah, the reason I had that was because of course I was dealing with digestive issues then as well. Um, but at the time, you know, that was only a few years after my mom had passed from colon cancer. And so, you know, with my family history, of course, my gastroenterologist wanted to, you know, to to do the test for that reason as well, just to rule that out that there was hopefully not any um, sign of of cancer um, in my colon. So before we get going, I thought it would be a good idea for me to share just some statistics related to. Um, colon cancer before before I dive in. So, <clears throat> according to the American Cancer Society, they estimate approximately 104,000 new cases of colon cancer in the year 2021 in the time of this recording. They also estimate approximately 45,000 new cases of rectal cancer in the year 2021. They also indicate that the risk of developing colorectal cancer is about 1 in 23 for men and 1 in 25 for women. And colon cancer is the third most common cancer in uh, to be diagnosed um, in both men and women in the United States. So it's definitely something that we need to be aware of and definitely something that, you know, if you're a woman, um, just like, you know, you do your regular, uh, gynecologist, you know, appointments each year. And, and, um, when you're of age, get your mammogram. Um, this is something that both men and women need to be making sure that they're scheduling. Um, you know, not every year of course, but, um, at this point, right around the age of 40, doctors are saying, um, it's not a bad idea for you to start to start doing that, to start, um, scheduling your, your colonoscopy. Um, and if, if everything turns out great, then usually they don't say, uh, or usually they say you don't need to come back for, you know, five years or so. Um, that was the case for me. And unfortunately I, I lapsed a little bit on that, the timing there, um, because mine happened more than five years ago, but, um, uh, but it's also something that you know, like I said, if you have a family history of it, then you really want to make sure, you know, even more so that you're that you're making time to to do these preventative um, procedures because you know, like my mom, in my mom's case, had she, you know, gone in and gotten a colonoscopy even at age fifty, right, even three years before she actually did get diagnosed. I mean, who's to say she may not have have had it, you know, to the, to the extent she did, she could have been maybe a stage one at that time, or, you know, uh, maybe it was just, you know, it could have potentially just been, uh, um, you know, something benign at that point. We don't know. Okay, my love, I want to let you in on the best skincare line I have ever used. That is 100% plant-based organic. Cruelty free, non GMO, and gluten free. Skin Essence Organics is a Canadian based company that sells their products both in the US and Canada. As I mentioned, their products are all plant based and contain no harmful toxins. They smell great, feel great, and last an insanely long time. I have had some of my products for over six months and I use them every day. One of my favorite products is the facial in a jar. It is an exfoliant and softening mask. You simply put a pinch of the powder and a few drops of water into your hand to make the most amazing smelling mask ever. If you are ready to switch over your skincare products and support your body and the environment, I've got your back. You can get 15% off your next order when you use my code KELLY15. That's K-E-L-L-Y 15 feel free to DM me on Instagram with any questions you have at Kelly underscore Bluth. Again, the code to save you on these amazing products at Skin Essence Organics is Kelly 15. All right, now let's get back to the episode. But regardless of the what ifs, the point I'm trying to drive home is that it is something that you definitely want to consider. Um, and so this is part of the reason why I'm I'm sharing this episode is because in real time I am I'm doing this procedure um I'm gearing up for this procedure tomorrow and I just I wanted to to one to share with you what what goes into that right what why we do it all the things um and and also to stress the importance of making sure that you are prioritizing these types of things for your health so that you can you know, cover all the bases and make sure that your body, your insides are, are well, all and well. So that being said, let's dive into all the things related to colonoscopies, shall we? Um, and before I do that, I'm going to take a just a quick swig. Okay, sorry, taking a quick swig of my Gatorade. I need to drink uh, approximately a liter of liquid, clear liquid, or something close to clear liquid, uh, prior to the procedure, prior to the, not not the procedure of goodness prior to, uh, drinking the, what I like to call the sludge. Um, (laughs) so I'm I'm getting to that point. It's almost five o'clock and I'm going to have to start the, start the whole ritual here. So, um, anyways, I wanted to get, to get right into it. Okay. So what is a colonoscopy? Right. Why do we do it? Well, it's an outpatient procedure and the procedure examines your colon and your long intestine. And so um, you are sedated, either partially or fully sedated. I will be fully sedated tomorrow. Thank goodness. (laughs) And uh, the doctor, the doctor will use a long tube like structure uh, with a with a camera on the end to examine your innards right to examine that area down there uh the the tube is about a the width of your finger um one of your one of your fingers so it is not very big um and like i said it's got a camera on the end so that it can explore and see what's going on um in in your intestine your long intestine and your colon Um, so so why do you do it right Well, like I said earlier, I have a past family history of colon cancer, so that's one reason why I'm doing it. Um, But you may also do it because you're checking for polyps, um, and if you don't know what a polyp is, a polyp is just a clump of cells that form in the colon, um, and most oftentimes they're benign. There's nothing uh, wrong with them. But if they are left um, there for an extended period of time, they can become cancerous if not removed. So um, it's important to, once again, get a colonoscopy to check for that as well. Um, you might also, um, like I said, have a history of colon cancer or maybe of rectal cancer in your family. So either one, either one of those things um, would warrant you you know, wanting to investigate and and To entertain the idea of getting a colonoscopy. Um, And then if you have IBD, so inflammatory bowel disease, um, some of the most common um, issues with IBD would be things like ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. So um, if your doctor suspects or maybe even you suspect that you might have those conditions, um, a, a colonoscopy is a good good test to do to to see if that might be something that you're dealing with. Um, so that being said, we're gonna talk a little bit about what the prep is like. Um, so that's what I just went through over this past week. Um, and I would say for me uh the worst part is like the days leading up to it, not necessarily the day of, because here I am the day of and I don't actually I'm not hungry. Um, and I, I don't know, I just don't feel as irritated or, um, you know, agitated from the whole process. Cause I know, I guess, cause I know it's almost done too. Right. <laughs> but, um, the week leading up to your colonoscopy, um, there, there are a set of instructions you get, of course, that that lead you through this. Um, and the unfortunate thing is that I found um, is that not all instructions are the same, right? You can, you can look at what your doctor gives you, then you can also compare it with, um, in my case, what my my father was given when he had his colonoscopy over the summer, um, and you know both of us went to the same place. However, both directions are really different. Um, not, not quite the same. Um, and literally in terms of the wording, but also of the, the layout too, in, in terms of, um, the, the pages that we were given, they're definitely not the same. So I don't know if they were updated, um, since then or what, but, um, I digress. So anyways, uh, the, the week prior, um, the, the general consensus is that you should not be eating any nuts or seeds, raw veggies, um, or any uh, taking any fiber supplements or iron supplements. Now, all these things um, can, can impact the results of your colonoscopy, right? So um, in order to have the best results from uh, your colonoscopy, to have the most accurate results, you... Mm-hmm. Um, are asked to avoid those things. Typically, they say five to seven days prior to the, to the colonoscopy, prior to the procedure. So um, you can imagine why, right? A lot of those things are harder to digest. Um, iron stays in your body for quite some time. Um, and of course, fiber it takes a while to break down. So those things make sense. As with raw veggies, it's gonna take more time for your body to digest raw veggies Um, and then nuts and seeds, they can, um, because of their small nature, it can take a while for them to process and digest as well as, you know, they may end up lingering in your digestive system for a little while longer or hang out in your colon, um, area for a little while longer. And so they can also be, um, you know, wrongly accused as, as something that they're not when, um, when they go in to do the procedure. So that's why they ask you to, to avoid those things. Um, so then the day prior, which is where I'm at, you are asked to drink only clear liquids, no red liquid, because if you can think about why that would be, well, you know, if you have um, colon or rectal cancer, a lot of times um, indicators of that could be bleeding, right? Bleeding um, blood in your stool. Um and so if you drink red liquids, that could um falsely identify uh that liquid when it comes out as or when it's in your system as as blood. So um so only clear liquids you can have um you know they suggest you can have white uh grape juice, not red grape juice, but white grape juice you can have um, you know, like Gatorade I, I'm currently drinking, sipping on. Um, a moment ago I was trying to chug, but I'm currently sipping on a lemon Gatorade. You can have chicken broth. Um, you know, so there's, there's quite a few things you can have. I, um, truthfully, I've only had this Gatorade today and lemon Jello. Mm. sorry. I need another sip. Um, so, so yeah, so you can only have those liquids the, the night before and then the night um, the night, of, or the day before I should say, (laughs) and then the night of you, um, have to drink half of the container. They give you a, a big, uh, container of, of, um, solution that you mix with water. You have to drink half of that solution, uh, the night of, and then you drink the rest of it, the second half, the, the morning of, um, and, so I won't get too specific with that, but then there's also some other things they ask you to do in terms of, you know, taking some um Ducalax, stool softener, and gas X, um, you know, to to accommodate things that could be happening while you're while you're taking um or while you're drinking the solution. Uh the solution, from what I can remember, is god-awful. Um, so, you know, here in a short while, um, Less than a half an hour, I will be starting that. Uh, so I'm not looking forward to that because the last time I, I did it, I, I had to gag myself through it, literally, like I stood over the sink and, and was gagging and like almost threw up from drinking it. It was just that that distasteful. Um, but I digress. (laughs) Not, I'm not trying to scare you. I mean, it's something we, we all should be doing for ourselves. And it, and it is just a short period of time. You know, it doesn't last forever. Thank goodness that you have to, you know, do the, drink the solution. But, um, it is definitely not, not enjoyable, um, to say the least. Um, so yeah, so that is, that's really, um, the ins and outs of it. If you want me to go more in depth into it, I I definitely can, but I kind of wanted to keep this short and sweet. Um, because I just wanted to, you know, share that I'm in real time. I'm, I'm going through this for, for my own personal health, for, you know, the insights into, um, what, what else could be going on in my body. Um, but also if, if there's nothing else going on, you know, in terms of my colon, um, and my rectum, uh, you know, that, that is just one more thing that I can check off the list, um, in terms of being, it being, uh, healthy. And, and that's something that I can be so very blessed, uh, to hopefully hear, um, tomorrow after the procedure. So I will definitely keep you posted on that. Um, and I will definitely, um, you know, let you know whether it, you know, good or bad, the outcomes of it. Um, I will, I will let you know my next steps. So, um, yeah, the last thing I wanted to share though, was just the procedure itself. So, um, the consensus is it's usually 30 to 60 minutes, the procedure itself to, you know, for them to go in and, and scope out what's going on, um, in there. Um, and, and the whole process, the whole procedure is usually around two to three hours, just because you have to arrive an hour prior to the procedure so that they can, you know, do all your, um, your vitals and just, you know, get you get you in the, the bed and all that stuff um, and get you hooked up to the IV. Um, and then, you know, you do when you come out um, into the, the recovery phase, you do have to um, pass gas <laughs> in order to uh to for them to send you off um and you of course have to you know be alert enough awake enough to to walk out of there um of course because you're sedated, you have to have a driver, so Jeremy will be taking me tomorrow uh, so thankful for him um and uh yeah that is that's in in a nutshell the colonoscopy procedure again I can definitely do a colonoscopy 102 if you want me to to go more in depth or if you have any more questions um about it i could definitely um i can definitely do that for sure so just shoot me a dm on instagram or reach out to me um reach out to me through the facebook group if you're in the podcast facebook group if you're not why are you not Please go to the show notes and click the link so that you can join us. Um, and and yeah, so that's that's really it. Um, so thank you again for joining me. As always, it is an honor to share the space with you, and an honor to come to you every week on Monday with a new episode. So, um, I wish you the best that this week has to offer. And I look forward to sharing the next episode with you next week. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me today. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with a friend. It is my mission to support as many women as possible. And together we can make that a reality. I am honored to be on this journey together. Until next time, I love you, I'm always here for you, and I'll talk to you soon.